Welcome to the Freedom Footprint Show, Obi. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. And welcome. We to finally the... did it. Yeah, finally. <laughs> yeah. We we tried in vain in in Riga. Just didn't quite get the schedule yeah. connected. I think we we were looking. We were both looking for each other for a good hour or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, it was one of these sort of movies where you just keep missing the person that you want to keep right, and the other person looking left, and you walk past each other. Yeah. Um, but anyway, here we are, Sunny Lugano. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, last year Lugano was it was a glorious river. It was the first time I went to Lugano, and it was amazing. This year, Let's not so much, uh, not so much. But still, the energy, the, the the orange energy is strong, and we're happy because we're in a five star hotel in a five star city in a five star country, right? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you can really feel it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> It's pretty cool. Just ignore these guys. They're, 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 they're letting it get to them. Well, at least Knut oh, is. I think Obi is so humble, but you know. yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, this is the exception to the rule. Uh, I mean, I, I've lived in everything from best Western to worst Eastern, you know. So. <laughs> no. All right. I remember backpacking um, around the world. And actually, you would think that the worst places would be in like, Africa or Southeast Asia, yeah. but actually the worst um, hostel I stayed in was in in the US. All right, yeah, um, it was yeah. in yeah. Hawaii, and the and you shared your bed with I don't know several dozen cockroaches, and yeah. you went into. I, I remember going at night. I I I only stayed there one night, but I had to. Yeah. There was no other choice. I remember going into the bathroom. And I was like, weird, the floor's black. And then I opened the door, turned on the lights, and then <laughs> the cockroaches scattered. But it was so many cockroaches. Initially, I thought the floor was black. And that's how bad it was. And when you went to bed, there was cockroaches in the bed. And you, you normally would think, open the bed and the cockroaches would run away. Yeah. They just, they don't, they didn't care. They just would still just be hanging around, pull them out. And I, I was so tired, I had to sleep. I just, just tried to not imagine what was crawling over me. Stayed there one night and then the following day I felt someone else, but it was so crazy. It reminds me of uh, the shittiest bar I've ever been to, which was in Bahrain. So it was an illegal bar called Old Beams. <laughs> where, uh, and imagine, you know, Perfect toilet name. scene from train spotting where he dives down the oh, oh, to get the supposter, oh, that kind of vibe. <laughs> oh, but, but what, you, did you try to reenact that there? Uh, no, 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 <laughs> I didn't, uh, fortunately. But, uh, oh, but the, the, and no. there were a lot of stories about the place. Apparently, some some guy died of a heart attack in the bar and just <laughs> fell just, down with his head to the bar. And they didn't find out until they, until closing time because they thought it was just drunk and sitting there. So, like, oh they wake God. up and the guy's dead. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, Obi, um, Give us the TLDR on Obin Wusu. Like, wh what's your story? Uh, TLDR. Um, I am background is you can hear from my accent. I'm British English member of the United Kingdom. Um, but um, my back background is Nigerian descent. So both my parents um, were from Nigeria. Um, um, sadly, they both passed away in the last sort of five six years. Um, but they were both from Nigeria. Um, I was actually conceived in Nigeria, um, but born, born in the UK. So I always like to say that my mother made it to Heathrow airport and I combat rolled down the stairs into, into the United Kingdom. Um, yeah, grew up in inner city, 
um, early 70s, mid 70s, early 80s, UK. Um, very early on, I discovered that I was really interested in computers. And soon after that, I discovered I was really interested in neural networks. So I was building neural networks in secondary school, um, university I studied computer science and cognitive science. And then I discovered my passion for entrepreneurialism. So I, I worked on some of the earliest sites for the BBC and New International. And then, and then I built a massively multiplayer virtual world with, um, with a million users and then another one with 30 million users. And then I went from being a CTO for 15 years to being a CEO. And I had a couple of companies, one did well, sold, one did really badly, lost a lot of money. Um, but that's where you learn all your lessons. And then I went on to, um, while working on that one, I discovered the 2011 Bitcoin and I bought a little bit, but I, and I thought it was really interesting technology, but I didn't think it was going to succeed. It was going to be squashed. Two years later, after I'd sold um, uh, my second company, uh, my soon-to-be co-founder came up and said, we should set up a Bitcoin exchange here. And I was like, okay, this Bitcoin stuff in 2013 is still around, and it's still around, great tech, staying power, let's do this. And ran the UK's longest-running Bitcoin exchange. It started three people with a dream, and then we were 1.70% market share in the UK for eight years. The first to, first to do this thing called provable solvency. We did it for the longest unbroken record listed um, via Blockstream on the New York Stock Exchange, one of the first regulated um, exchanges in Europe. Um, but that's when I realized over that eight years that one, um, regulation was eventually going to make it harder and harder and harder for people to self-custody. Yeah. The unintended consequence of that was unhosted wallets and all that. Well, the onboarding experience was just going to get more and more and more. The UX was going to be, um, more and more and more difficult and challenging and whatever the reasons for the regulation, this unintended consequence had to be resolved. And, um, I felt that it was important to find ways to get people to custody off exchanges. Um, but I also found that just human nature, people were, m- most people, most people in the Bitcoin space are sort of like trails, uh, trailblazers and so on. Um, but most people want safety and security and yeah, yeah. they want what they can understand and so on. And so most people that we talked to from our customer base were very uncomfortable with self-custody and they trusted us more than they trusted themselves. Yeah. And from that research and from those conversations, I realized that they trusted their friends and family more than they trusted us. Um, and it, the, the reason they came to us was normally from a recommendation from friend and family. So, so that told you that the trust level was close friends and family, then strangers who advertise and show themselves to be really big and important and, and yeah. well-structured, i.e. companies, and then themselves was the third in terms of order. So. Uh, that's where the seeds of the idea is. If there's a way to get people to at least trust, their, yeah. use the sort of their the power of their community, um, that could be interesting. And so that's that's how the idea for Fediment was born. Then. That's how my thinking about this approach to potentially getting people off exchanges came. But I didn't come up with the idea of Fediment. Um, that was my co-founder, um, Eric Syrian. Oh. Um, and he'd been working, so he separately, he was, you know, pure, um, you know, cypherpunk, um, strong background in cryptography. Yeah, he's 
incredible guy very 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 humble as well mm -hmm. um and he his story so we met in hackers congress in prague but his story a few years before that was he was working on cryptography and so on and as, and as a cypherpunk as a cryptographer um he was very interested in chami and ikash uh, and the way I describe it, it's like catnip to cryptographers, the idea of Charmini Kush. It's mm -hmm. an incredibly simple protocol. Um, this year, it's 40 years um, young. So it's been around for a long time, very mature. 40 years. 40 years. All right. It, it predates, yeah, it's, it's the idea it came out, came out, was based on a paper that came out in 1983. Yeah, so, I, I always say that Bitcoin is not the first cryptocurrency. No, so it's the is, last. Yeah, like, it's the last. So... Um, and it has a number of incredible properties with one downside. Yeah. So, um, whereas Bitcoin doesn't have that downside no. and has very strong properties, but in some respects, not as strong as Zcash, but the, the one that's most important, yeah. um, essentially resistance yeah. and decentralization is nothing could beat it. And that's, we now know is the most important criteria, but in terms of privacy, it's good, but, but eCash is in, in technically it can be cryptographically near perfect privacy. It's also a very, very simple protocol. So it's really easy to understand. You can use easy analogies and people understand it. And the eCash you get as a result acts the way when you first hear about Bitcoin, you expect it to act like, actually it acts like cash in your pocket. You have a, a file per coin. So if I want to send you, uh. so it's a bearer instrument, each file, you, when you have um, eCash on your phone, it is literally on your phone. It's not on a blockchain. Okay. You'll have, if you have um, 10 eCash notes, each one being worth, um, 0.1 Bitcoin, then you'll have 10 files of 0.1 coin. And if I want to send you 0.1, I will literally just take one of those and just send it to you in any mean possible. Um, it does, it could be sent it over the internet. It could be sending it offline. It could be sending it through your screen. It could be however. So, so how do I know that you don't still have the file yourself? No, you, you don't know that. So that's where you still can go back to. That's where you, the mint is important. Mm -hmm. You go back to the mint and tell them that it's prove that you have it and they can issue you a new mint. It's like going to a bank again. Okay, okay, okay. So, but again, conceptually, we understand these concepts of, okay, yeah. I go, I've got some old dirty notes that have been used a lot. So I go to bank and get some fresh, fresh notes fresh and they, ones, and they so burn those ones. And then the question is, so it works, but it all requires trust yeah. in this mint. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so um, all these great properties, but all require trust in the central actor. And he'd been thinking about this and he thought about a way of taking some of the concepts of from Blockstream and Liquid and mm -hmm. federations and say, well, why can't I take this federation concept and apply it to Chamin eCash? So federate the Chamin eCash Mint. So Fedi Mint. Oh, right. So yeah. that's where um, the name comes from. But then you realize, okay, well, you've got that, but I also have to put value in and out. And so what is the money to do that? Well, clearly... The, you should use the best money there is, and that's Bitcoin. So, so you also have a federated wallet for Bitcoin. So, when and that effectively is a multi-sig wallet. Okay, so 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 Fediment is not a Bitcoin specific, but you could like use it for anything. Fed, Fediment is so the idea came from the from the passion to take Chamin eCash and mm -hmm. make that better. And the way to make it better is federated as opposed to trusting one single party, which was which was the idea from 40 years ago. It's not yeah. new to have a single party, Chamin Kish, it's a 40 year old idea, but the idea of making it federated 
was the the new concept and you'd think okay but if it's federated but the money that you deposit in and out is not so let's say someone deposits money in the bank and then they issue this in a federated manner it doesn't matter because the money's still um not federated but bitcoin is the first money that you could hold in a federated manner i.e multi-sig multiple yeah, people yeah. are simultaneously owning this that wasn't possible before bitcoin you can't have you know $40 owned by four different people. Each can have $10 each. Or, but you, unless they're all holding yeah, the $40 yeah. in their hand, so they never move, go to the toilet together, go to sleep together. That's not practical. So it, at a distance, you, multiple people simultaneously, collectively owning something is only possible with Bitcoin. So, um, and prior to that, that wasn't possible. So it now made sense to federate the eCash Mint because the money can also be federated. But then you think, okay, but sending Bitcoin around if I do need to take money and um, from this uh, wallet and send it around, Bitcoin by itself is going to be slow. It's going to be expensive. So really to make the system practical, you also need to have federated lightning as well. So what he really built is a system uh, where his intention was to build a system to federate Chairman Ekash. What he built was a system to take any process you want and make it federatable, federated. Um, but clearly, not you don't want to do federated Grand Theft Auto. It's not really important oh, okay. to have the overhead of federating, but you could. You could do federated Grand Theft Auto. It just wouldn't serve. So what it comes down to is things to do with really important things. So money, maybe certain important data like passwords. You might mm -hmm. want to federate that. You know, for example, backing up with private keys across multiple as opposed to one, um, and also conversations instead of having it stored with just one provider like. Um, yeah. Um, WhatsApp or Telegram or WeChat having all access to all your conversations, you could instead federate the running of that uh, uh, to multiple people. So, so you, there could be other things, but the obvious ones are your communication, your money, and certain sensitive data. You'd want it to be federated and shared. Uh, so, how how does that work though? Like, what what? How does the what does the app look like? How do I federate um, information? I, mean, I, can, I can I can show you the app, um, but I don't know how it will uh, yeah, look yeah. on the screen. But um, uh, so there's there's two things. So first of all, there's the service that can take any process and federate it, and it comes a standard. With I should have worn my Fedimins T-shirt because yeah, yeah, yeah. then you could see the code on my on my chest. But um, it's it's it, the first thing it does is it launches the federation and the way it does that is us let's say there's a three of us plus one other and and that's we, we recommended minimum you can have a federation of one but then that's basically yeah yeah what's single the point <laughs> i mean it's it's useful for testing okay. um if you want to you know developer you want to test an idea because it will operate the same if it's one or if it's four or if it's 50 years mm -hmm. so you you develop it and you start working on it and then once you're happy you can you can you can um, expand or if you only have one to begin with you can start a process but as it gets above a certain size you can say okay let's add more and create a larger federation and a larger federation as your community expands that that could be useful but let's say the point where you start getting redundancy i.e protection from bad actors is at four so okay. let's say we have four four guardians you would um, we call them guardians people who run it yeah. they'll download the fediment software um, and they will run it and it will ask you how many other people, how many people in the federation 
And one of them, you can, it, it can be anybody. You can elect one to be the person who just set, fills in the form, basically. Uh -huh. They all, anyone can do it. It doesn't really matter. Um, they don't get any power from that. They just get the admin work of writing okay. the, the name of the federation, the number of people, say it's four. Um, and then you, a description of the federation. That's pretty much it. There's a few of a, do you want to just have money handled or do you want money in chats handled and so a few things. It mm -hmm. takes two minutes, depending on how quickly you type. Uh, an average type of one minute to fill, it's like five questions on the form um, about just telling you the information about the federation and you click go and it will um, effectively give you the, it, it'll give you a string which represents the federation. And you take that string and you copy it and you send it to the other four people and they paste that same string into their filaments. And that string allows, that information allows them to find the other servers. So they connect up to the other servers yeah. and you'll wait three or four seconds later, hey presto, federation formed. So at that point, the, the each person's software is just running a little, a little bit like a Bitcoin node. It's, mm -hmm. It would just continue just to run, tick, tick, tick. You need to just keep that machine fed and watered with internet and electricity, a bit like a Bitcoin node. Um, and they will communicate with each other. And so they, they have a number of, of programs that are running on them that are federated. So all Fediments by default come as standard with Bitcoin, Lightning and eCash apps effectively. And so all of them will have Bitcoin lying in eCash and they will communicate to each other and it, it becomes this one federated eCash, federated Bitcoin, federated Lightning, all running. So what that means now, for example, the federated Bitcoin will give you a, a deposit address, just like a, 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 it'll, it'll act like a Bitcoin wallet. All right. And you can say, I can send money to it. And for, um, also you can, um, it has an API as well, effectively, uh, yeah. an application program interface. So programs can use um, this service to know when, re when, when the Federation has received money, ask it to send money and so on. It has to provide certain information. Yeah. So if it's, if I have a multisig on a Fed, like, uh, how does that work? If I want to send the Bitcoin, does three out of four people have to send it? Yes, like, but, but the, the three out of four, send, three out four the of the Fedimin servers. Yeah. 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 So, so each server will recognize there's a request to send, see that you have the relevant uh, rights to send that money uh -huh. as part of the request you have to prove that you have the rights to send the money you have to effectively provide the information needed to prove that and once it see that you have the proof you have the right you, you also pass with your request where you want to send the money to and then it and then it will negotiate with the others check that at least two of the other three have also confirmed that and then once we've all confirmed then they will collectively also sign together a transaction to send and publish one of them will publish. It doesn't really matter. Right. Just round robin between them. But the, but that's all handled in the background. So it's like the simplest way to set up a multisig as well. If you yeah, want, right. even if you didn't want to, if you wanted to have a federation for yourself, it, you might find that's easier than to set up a multisig for yourself because it's just like you download four pieces of program. You can put them all on the same machine. You can put them onto different machines, and then set up with one. Click click click, and you know you've got this multisig which you could use to receive and send. And if one of those machines was destroyed, it would recover and handle all of that, for example, or lost and so on. So yeah, I have a specific question about that. Like how would the, how are the Bitcoin addresses then stored? Like if someone gets access to the computer where the software is running, is it, is it 
can can they just have the the private key there? Is that sort of the, how that works? The, the computer where it's running, um, well, it depends on how the computer's set up. But um, fun fundamentally, if a computer is compromised, um, then you can have access to the keys on it. Just in the case of uh, hardware wallets compromised, you yeah, can exactly, access to the yeah. keys to it. So it's but it's similar. a multi-sync. So but, it, but you'd have to compromise yeah, multiple of them. Yeah, if there's seven, you have to compromise. You'd have to compromise at least two to be able to prevent this. Well, no, at least three to be able to prevent the system um, from being able to create new transactions. But you still wouldn't couldn't take anything. You'd have to compromise um, five of the seven to be able to take money. But you'd have to compromise three of the seven to be able to prevent the others from spending the money. And, yeah. and how do you find peers? Like, how do you find the other parties to, to Feddy with? Like, is to, to form the, yeah, to form the, the federation. To form yeah. the federation. Yeah, it's so a rating system or something like? Um, so the idea, this is where, this is where um, we, we collided. Um, so, he was working on this idea uh, um, and he was thinking about it um, technically as, okay, I can federate this um, uh, Charmian Mint and also I should federate Bitcoin as well, which is already done multi-sig and federate Lightning. And now it makes this cohesive idea, Bitcoin, Lightning and Fedimint. And, um, you know, other um, people really like this idea. He got initially, the first people to sort of hear it was Blockstream uh -huh. and they started sponsoring him and... I think over a year before I, I met him and um, also they used the people who worked on Liquid, which was another form of federation, mm -hmm. gave him input on this. Um, so he was able to take that and build something which had um, similar properties, but focused on being really, really, really easy to set up and run. That was the difference of focus. So he he had that, but he wasn't really thinking about the the sort of the logistical aspect of, okay, how do you form the federations? It's like, they are fed this is, this is software that allows this to happen, but the actual creating a federation, who yeah. should be, who should be the people running it? That was different from him. Well, I was looking for, uh, I had this insight that, um, communities were potentially a powerful new, um, unit for running, um, for, for working with Bitcoin, as opposed to the individual or very large um, strangers, centralized strangers, and nothing in between. You have this community of second parties, people that you know, friends and family. Mm -hmm. So, um, and so when I met him in Hackers Congress, by pure luck, because we live in different circles, um, he's like pure, you know, alpha, alpha crypto punk, um, cypherpunk circles. And mine was more commercial, but I, I was in the middle of semi last company and I just thought, okay, that can finally go to Hackers Congress. When you're running a, a regulated financial institution, it's very, it's not a, it's, it, you'll get asked lots of questions if you decide to go to Hackers Congress, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. but now that I was selling it, I was like, finally, I don't, I can just go to something I wanted to go to. So I went for the first time. And chance encounter, you just meet people, started talking. I explained what I was trying to do, explained some of the ideas I had at the time. He politely explained why they were really bad ideas, technically. <laughs> <laughs> And but it was, I, but I was also just very impressed with how he could explain it, be very clear about it, but not, like, but be diplomatic as well. Um, and then I asked him what he was working on, and he started explaining, and I thought this was a very interesting idea. And then it just clicked. Well, this is the way to solve my problem, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and um, but the, the the missing piece was community that 
if you find if you find and focus on communities, whether it be a company for internal company use, that's a yeah. community, or a village, or a, or a family, and who regularly have an uncle Jim who's handling custody for the children or the grandparents and so on, they're all different forms of community. So how do you find people? Well, then the answer is obvious. If it's your community, you've already found them. You, yeah, it's yeah. not KY, KYC, it's KYF, know your friend, know your family. Uh, you've already, you've spent your entire life already knowing them. And there'll be some people you really love, but you wouldn't trust them as far as you throw them, you know? Yeah. And, and there'll be other, whoever it's because they're untrustworthy, whoever it's because they are just not really technically complimented to, to, uh, to it. And there's other people you know, uh, you probably think these people could be trustworthy enough. And combine that with the fact that fediments are incredibly simple to set up. Well, that's the target. I mean, yeah. it's, it's uh, a year ago when I'm talking about it, it was still quite a complex thing to set up, but the vision was it was going to be easy. And, and what we've been doing really hard over the last year is getting it easier and easier. So now it's just demo it to one sort of organization just yesterday. It was amazing because it used to require skilled technician, you know, a yeah, day yeah. to set up one. But now we just clicked a button at the beginning of the, of the, of the talk and we say, fill in the form, clicked a button. And then so we'll come back to that. And we did the presentation for like 10 minutes and, and it set itself up and it goes, look, to prove it works, we, you took our, an app, the Feddy app, but it could be any other app, that, just like the multiple lightning apps and multiple Bitcoin apps, scan the QR code and you would, you'd join the federation. So it's 10 minutes and one click pretty much to set up a federation now. Um, as at the, at the, and we think we can get it down to two minutes and well, you just have to have at least one click, you know, you have to download it and click go uh, yeah, yeah. pretty much. That's it. I mean, this is, this is so fascinating because the, the way I see it, this don't trust verify attitude in Bitcoin, mm. it, over time, it creates a layer of trust between Bitcoiners. Like mm. we, we, we trust each other to a larger extent. Like if s someone on Twitter DMs me and say, Hey, you want to go to Mexico? Like, uh, sure. <laughs> and, yeah, but and, this uh, could be a random uh, person, but you now the, know but, this. Yeah. yeah, because the, the, the proof of work or uh, for the person or like the interactions you've had with them on, on Twitter or anything else over the years, it's sort of, uh, Bitcoin has become trustworthy because it becomes easier to, to like weed out the bad seeds. If, yep. if someone starts shitcoining or something like, ah, oh, I'm not going to trust that guy. Yep. So, so ironically, don't trust verify leads to more trust. I, I think, way. I think, um, I think you had this sort of process of maturation of Bitcoin. Yeah. So I think it was absolutely important to have a, the base layer the, yeah. the, to start with, don't trust verify because we were living in a world at that time and we still are, but it's changing because of what we're doing. But it, we were living in a world of, um, don't verify, just blindly trust. Yeah. That was the, that's the yeah, world yeah, yeah. we were living in. And so you needed to have a very, very clear counter to that. Yeah. So, um, and you didn't have to want to have any, any caveating, any, uh, no, no, no. you need to be a clear message. So it needs to be, don't trust verify. And that should be the base and the foundation. And that should be, um, but, um, over time now it, it's gaining traction and people understanding yeah. that we can now actually explain that the ideal is to trust, but also verify yeah, yeah, to yeah. do both. <laughs> and in fact, actually 
You know, I was supposed to give you those dog tags um, from the the Bad Boating Club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I didn't keep it. Because it was like, yeah. But uh, I still it's forgot okay, to, I forgot to play. But I, maybe because I just like it for myself because it's 21 divided by, by infinity. And that's, that was what was stamped. But the other way around, right? Yeah, sorry. Infinity divided, sorry, <laughs> infinity divided by 21. Sorry. You're right. I was, <laughs> he was testing you. Um, but uh, but you, 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 you still remember that. That's good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really. Um, um, but but um, my one was trust and also verify. Trust and verify. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you, trust is a very, very powerful tool. It makes things it more is, efficient and so on. So um, however, um, and to not trust to go through a world of not trusting anybody. No. No, no one does well, that. Well, Even well, the most ardent person who says don't trust verify will the very fact of their their day to day existence, they'll be trusting thousands of different people, whether yeah, they yeah. realize it or not. When they eat food, they have to trust that that yeah, food is yeah. not being poisoned. You know, drink water hasn't been poisoned. When you cross a bridge, you need to trust the engineer. Yeah, so <laughs> like, you're you're gonna you're going to need to trust. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you're just gonna be in a hole, not talking to anyone. But that being the case, you should also build up the habit of verifying. Yeah, yeah. Them, and so I think that's the that's the sort of the north star. Um, and where that, where the, that meets is, I think, at community. Yeah. Th there's another aspect to it, like, uh, the, um, Bitcoin removing the profitability from violent behaviors. So, so since if, if most of my wealth is in my head as, as in keeping a secret or owning a Bitcoin, uh, if you kill me, you don't get anything. So you're like moving the shelling point to violence, like, uh, and that that in itself, that very concept of Bitcoin being Bitcoin's being very hard to steal um, from people who know how to store them properly, especially if you if you have a multi-sig setup in different countries and all of this stuff, mm. it's it's quite hard to get another person's Bitcoin if they know what they're doing, and that in a way creates more trust because. You know that the the guy you're trusting doesn't have the incentive to attack you in the same mm. way as they do in fiat. You think there's something to that? Yeah, I think um, incentives are really important, and you're right. It's making it as difficult as possible to be able to um, take it from you is is important. Yeah, and and that's why there's that's why the best possible and that's also important to be clear. The best possible is to have something which is. Trust minimized. Yeah. Self custody is yeah. is the best possible at this point. Although, um, if we can get and, and our objective is always to keep analyzing this, but if we can get the efforts to custody within the community yeah. um, to be close to that, we we work on that. So we work. We, I, as I said, I had a background in provable solvency for eight years. Uh -huh. um, so really early on uh, we i think it was about a year within a few months of meeting we discussed how to um add proof um, proof of reserves to to fairly mint as well so we've been working on that in the background for the last year there's many things we we tend to just work on it quietly and then when it's ready released but so all these things are important and there's always new innovations and technologies in the bitcoin space which will make that even closer and closer and closer to the experience of lightning and maybe even closer to the experience of self-custody. Okay, we have some big news. We have a new lead sponsor, Amber App. They're the number one exchange in the Southern Hemisphere. They're rated for the best customer service around and their global launch is coming. But the reason we're partnering with Amber App is because of the people. If you haven't listened to our episode with Izzy, CEO of Amber App, you really should go check it out. 
you'll see why it made perfect sense to partner with Izzy and Amber App. That's all I'll say for now. You really have to check it out for yourself. They have loads of great features coming that we're excited to share with you when the time comes. But for now, just check out the episode, check out their website, amber.app. You can see for yourself why we're thrilled to bring Amber App on as our lead sponsor and partner. So go check it out. Next up, Wasabi Wallet, the privacy by default, open source, non-custodial Bitcoin wallet with CoinJoin built in. It's the easy to use, comprehensive, affordable way to make your coins private. And the best part is they've been making huge improvements to the app. They're really focusing on the user experience, adding advanced features for power users. They just keep getting better. You send your coins to your Wasabi wallet and they get combined with loads of other coins using the Wabi Sabi protocol. So they're private on the other end. Your tracks are covered so you can work on expanding your freedom footprint without worrying about your privacy. So check out wasabiwallet.io and download Wasabi today. I have a couple of follow-on questions here. First of all, that provable solvency thing—I think you you explained that, but but I, I sort of have a, a question about like if it, how does the eCash actually get created, and then how does that get used uh, outside of the federation? Because this is this is sort of the the point that uh, I I understood uh, that you have the guardians that are in control of uh, multi-sig uh, Bitcoin. Um, um, federated lightning if you, for for want of a better phrase um and obviously the federated eCash and any other application that you want to federate they, sure. they would be in control of running those yeah so they're in control of it but then there there are the members i think i think yeah that, well, that's the, the use, point the to users, be users, users yeah, yes yeah, sure sure yeah. sure because yeah. members could mean guardians or the users so it's like I just say users and guardians yeah Okay, so you, you have the users, right? And so how does how what's the mechanism of of getting uh, something deposited into the federation uh, into the hands of those those users? How do they how do they join? This is really ADIQ question here or eighty five. I don't know. No, no, that's a, that, that's that's a good question. So so there's a few things you say. How do you get um, money into the system, and how do they join? So let me first say how you join. To to join, you just need to know the um, the details of the guardians. So you need to have the address of the federation. Effectively, um, it's you can think of it a bit like a um, an, an internet URL web address, almost like. So as long as you can know that, and you get that from another, again, it depends on the federation how they set it up. Sometimes only the guardians can allow um give that address to people and, and they're the only ones who can allow people to join or um, the default way is anyone who's a member can pass on the details to someone else so it can be very viral you have connected to the federation and in the federation details would be the address of the federation which you can display as a qr code and you give to someone else and they can just scan so as long as you have the address you can join and and a, a thing here as far as choosing to join a federation that it only makes sense to join federations where you trust the guardians something yes. like that yeah that's that, that's what i mean i mean does it make sense to join it where you don't trust the guardians i don't know but the, it does make sense to join ones where you trust and but but then you have degrees of trust and again you use your human intuition on the trust levels of, about understanding knowing your friends knowing your family to determine how much you hold because you can be a member of multiple federations yeah. And so just like I can visit multiple websites, you know, and um, I can be a member of multiple federations and it might be on one, I store 
very small amounts, but it might have lots of guardians and lots of other users. Um, cause it's, I'm going to come back to your other part of your question soon, cause it's related. Um, and so there's benefits for me to use that, but I might only hold the amount of money I would, um, keep for if I going out and I, and I put in my wallet. So, so worst case, if I get pickpocketed, I lose, uh, you know, um, an evening's worth of money. Whereas, um, ones where it could be set up by my friends and family or, and uncle Jim's and, and auntie Janet's or whatever the female criminal uncle Jim is. Um, if in that one, I might store a lot more value because I've known them for my entire life and, or, or and they've been consistent, etc. And I, I might store more there. And then there might be a, sorry, a, there might be a, um, company and all of its employees already, um, the company is in, um, is, uh, relying on and trusting the senior executives in the company to look after the money of the company already by definition, the CFO and the CEO and so on could run off with the money. So, uh, you might as well consider putting in a, in a federation for, if you have it maintaining a Bitcoin treasury and if people have expenses in Bitcoin. Well, in, in which case you can have those run through a federation and Fed events, et cetera. And, but now you have a multi-sig set up for your company as another form of community. So, and then it's a different amount of money will be stored there. So you would store the amount based on who the people are. So, so, so how do, how does it scale though? Like, is there a, um, some form of vouching system or rating system where people in one federation What's can recommend? What's the rating system for your for your family no no but, yeah, but you have one family a here no, family you, have, B you, you, there. Have, you have a rating no but in terms of so the question is uh, within your community you you already know so it's yeah. also the size of your community outside of your community it doesn't scale so that's and that's a feature not a bug okay. because it means that you don't have this um we don't expect to see one monolithic um no. you know roll up or side chain or so on where everybody in the world uses and with five people or 10 people or a hundred people running it. Instead, you're going to have all of just like how many communities are there? How many families, how many towns, villages, and how many companies are there worldwide? Millions. And you want to see millions of these fediments, but, but, the, and to your previous question, the e-cash is only usable within that community. However, if I want to send it from one community to another, that's where Bitcoin and Lightning comes in. I yeah, yeah, convert right. that eCash back into um, Bitcoin or Lightning Bitcoin and send it over the Lightning Network to someone else, either on who's on main chain or on the Lightning Network directly because they, they, they're self-custodial or they're running their own Lightning node or so on. Or they could be summoned in another federation and it will go from eCash, my federation, which is uh, which is um, acceptable with anybody within my community or within my company or within my family to Lightning. And then I go over the Lightning Network to another federation, which then gets converted by the federations in there to eCash and, and on a balance. But from our experience from the UX, the UX will be, I open up my app um, and there's, there's, there, there was, um, there was, uh, um, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember there was uh, a Feddy Mint wallet. I'm trying to remember the name, but there's a new one called uh, Webby Mint. And then there's Feddy is the one we're working on. So there are different implementations of Feddy Mint, um, or Feddy Mint protocol. 
so I could take my wallet, see yours. You give me a, a QR code that can look like a lightning. It will look like a lightning invoice. I scan it in the same way I would do with any other lightning wallet and my balance will go down and yours will go up. You're on a different federation or it could be a Breeze wallet or any other wallet. You show me the QR code and the, the lightning address and I will pay it. And it doesn't, the, the details of whether it's converting or so on is all happening automatically because you've got these federations right. running this code 24 seven in the background and they could be sleeping while it's doing it. As long as they make sure that machine is protected and is fed in water with electricity and internet, it all just works. Oh, so, uh, so that's how it scales. The lightning network makes it scale. Okay. So Bitcoin scales Feddy and not the other way around. Uh, like Bitcoin scales Feddy and yeah. Feddy scales Bitcoin. Okay. I okay, okay. last so year in, 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 yeah. in um, Afro Bitcoin conference, I said Africa wins with Bitcoin's help. And Bitcoin wins with Africa's help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but it's, this is actually another one of these things. Lightning without lightning, you're going to have tens of thousands of these islands that yeah, you, yeah, yeah. where with. But lightning, on the other hand, there was just a talk the other day um, in um, Bitcoin Amsterdam with um, a number of people on scaling lightning, and and their calculations was you can get to maybe ten million, maybe twenty million people using the lightning network directly. Yeah. But if each, if, if, if a million of those were federations, each one's with, you know, somewhere between five people to 50,000 people on them. Now that scales to billions of people. So, so what's, what's the limit of a, a federate? Like how big can it be? Uh, so does, one, it, I mean, does it have to do with Dunbar's number? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, it doesn't have to do. I, I mean, technically, yes and no, actually. Um, on a technical level, you could get to hundreds of thousands, potentially. Um, but on a practical level, because of the fact that you, it's going to be people that you trust and so on, we, we expect that number to be lower because it's the trust limit is going to actually prevent it getting above a certain size. Um, but you could have somewhere people will be very large, but people will store small amounts on like a spending wallet, which, and your anonymity set, um, uh, or your protect your privacy set, I think is a better way of putting it. Um, is limited to the number of people in the federation, but, but, but basically you could be a family. It could be a, a size of one. You could just set up, uh, you, you might want to do this as a simple way or an alternative way of setting up a multi-sig for yourself. And you have, um, four nodes. In fact, someone just the other day showed a, a Fediment running on a mobile phone. So you can get four mobile phones plugged into power in four different places, like in your office, in a, in a, in a cupboard somewhere and uh, in your house and, and, and a friend's place, you know, and they're from a phone, so they're waterproof and so on. And you can, you know, have them solar powered or whatever. You get four phones in theory. I mean, we're not, we're not there yet, but just someone literally was just quite excited about that, but you could have, or four umbrellas or, or whatever, and they form a federation just for you. And you could be the only user of it. But then the benefit of that is that if one failed, you'll immediately know and it, you can have software which will immediately you can again you could create uh, people are thinking about so many different ideas but this is for other people to build because it's an extensible platform you can have this federated sort of emergency exit button where if the number of guardians went down below a certain level it'll take your balance and send it immediately off to 
another federation or another address or something. Okay, so it's not that you can recover a lost guardian. That's that's not possible or it is possible? If they're lost, you can't recover them. If they're damaged or their machines failed or so on, then that can be recovered. You just restart the machine and it'll, it will automatically right. catch up. And again, all of this. So when you see a website that's very popular being used by multiple people, they they um are there's a machine called a web server and uh, i mean it's okay it's a web server where the 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 actual code for the site is and when someone goes to the website they they connect up to that web server that machine and it will take the code for a given page and send it back to the person and the person will display that on their web browser but the reality is is that beyond the most trivial websites there won't just be one machine. There will be multiple machines um, that all have the same software running on them. And so when you ask for that website, um, it will basically, there'll be another service which will say, okay, this time machine A responds, then machine B, then machine D. And then if, if someone tries to modify any data on machine A, they communicate to each other to make sure that they all have the same data. Now, Typically, the way that would work is it, it's, it can be a little bit complex to set up. You have all these different types of machines involved. You have database servers and you have application servers and web servers and load balancers and there's all this sort of stuff. All of that's replaced with a federation and it handles that. And, and you have software to handle with one fails and I'll, I'll recover. That's all handled by the federation. You just set it up five minutes and then um, if, if one machine fails and you restart it, it will catch up and recover. It will synchronize the information. That's, that's why, although this was made to resolve, um, making Chami and eCash mints, um, decentralized, it has way more applicability. If there's anything that you think benefits from redundancy and reliability, then you should run it in the federal. You don't need that to run Norse and crosses, but you know, tic-tac-toe, as some people might call it, but. It's useful when you're dealing, if you think about it, definitely when it deals with money, you want redundancy. You don't want to lose one machine and, and everything stops. Definitely with chat and certain sensitive data, your passwords, you might want it to be on multiple machines, not one machine failing. Does yeah, and, sense? and last redundancy question on, on that, can you transfer the identity of a guardian? Because because uh, in, in my thinking, when I, when I talked about that, if something fails, right? Uh, the, the question I have is what, what if you have multiple uh, failures and and then you say you can, you can transfer the balance out and and but you would you would lose your federation in 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 that respect. Yeah, right? if you so you, yes, you can. Um, and Casa does a good job of this as well. For example, you have with the guardians when you set up a multisig, um, so multiple people signing own having collective ownership of certain Bitcoin or control of certain Bitcoin. Um, that set is is fixed. There are protocols to allow you to add more to that set. There's a there's something called Frost that's recently come out that allows you to take a multisig, and then um, you can add more people to it. But you can't remove people from it. But you can add people okay. to that set. You can so so you have to be aware that you can make them not you no longer talk to them, but their their keys are still active. So you have to track that. But, and, and already someone has made something called Frosty Mint, which was using Fedimint and extended it to support extensible sets. However, even without that, what you can do is if someone loses their keys or becomes a bad actor, or you did, or they decide I don't want to be uh, a guy anymore and a different person comes in, you form a new federation with the new set of people. 
And then you would transition everybody's balances over over the Lightning Network to the others. But, but like that, traditional multi-sig, essentially. But, like yeah. traditional multi-sig. But what Cassidy did, did very well and others do is made that process. When you go in, what you see is I've got these people who are the signers for the multi-sig. And I now want to delete this person, add this person. You make the change you want. You click confirmed. And then there's an hourglass and it goes done. But what's actually done is it's formed a new multi-sig transfer balance. But from your point of view, it's just felt like I've just made a change. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's where, from a UX point of view, all of that should be hidden from the user. And so we should have it where we transfer your, you know, transfer your, your um, Bitcoin across your, your eCash and your, um, and your, if you're using chats, your chat conversations, everything it should all just go across. But from your point of view, you don't see that. You just see this thing is up. This thing is um, upgrading. Here's a new version of the Federation. Um, are you happy with those guardians? If not, you've got, you know, a week or a month to just transfer it out to somewhere else. Um, otherwise, just click OK. And then you just wait hourglass and done. You're, you've upgraded, you know. So it, it, we, we're, that's how the, that's the, that's our North Star aim. We're not there yet, but we've got an incredible team who are, who are working around the clock to make the experience magical, as I'd like to put it. And when can we accept, expect the Feddy chewing gum, like perfect branding with Frosty Mints and Feddy Mints and like... Oh, well, yeah. the, the, then, then the answer for that is um, there's never going to be perfect. Um, uh, to, 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 so the vision that we have in our mind of the system is, is, is never going to be perfect because the Bitcoin ecosystem is constantly coming up with new ideas. And so, um, you know, Frost was one. Um, if there was an opcode update to support certain things like Covenants, then, you know, we could add, add all of that to uh, Ferdy Mint. Yeah, um, and and um, there's things like um, ideas like Arc, which could be implemented so a federated Arc. A anything that is, works well single server works better federated because like federations are better than no federations. Um, um, simple setup is better than complex setup. Yeah. Um, um, redundancy is better than no redundancy. You know. Um, so um, that's what you get with a, with a feder running something in a federated manner. So if it's useful to run in a non-federated manner, then I, I mean, anything that we deal with in the Bitcoin space anyway, I mean, I don't think all of because there's an overhead to running a federation versus running it on a single machine. So if you're, as I said, if you're running a game of Pac-Man, you probably don't need it to be federated. If, if the machine fails, you just start the game again. You know, it's like, it's not the end of the world. So, but for, for money, for communication and for certain sensitive data, it makes sense. And even some of the latest goings on in the Bitcoin space, some of the new ideas that have come out, um, again, we're keeping a close eye on because if they, they bear fruit, uh, anything in the space, we will look to implement it to make the system better. Um, and Fediment will benefit from these new ideas and these new ideas will benefit from Fediment because Fediment is a a mechanism to federate um, any idea. And you'll hear when people are looking at these new ideas, how to make them better, they will suggest, okay, well, for example, Arc, what happens if the, the Arc service provider goes offline? Well, the solution is we just federate it. But it, you, you, it's like a database is a very useful t um, um, thing to have. And it's like, well, what I'm going to do with all this data, the solution is a database. Now, to begin with, I'm showing my age, but back in the 90s, 
every time you'll say, well, we need a database or a web server, you'll literally roll your own database or you'll roll your own web server. Mm -hmm. Now you would just use one of the standard established web servers and you'll use one of the established databases. You would, you would focus on your business logic and you won't write your own database. You could even take that one step further and click a button to launch a cloud server that has all the yeah, features yeah, on exactly. it for you. But, but yeah. the point is that these are things that are widely useful for multiple things. So it makes sense for someone just to focus on, on doing that really, really well. So then you can focus on Arc or you can focus on whatever, BVM, or you can focus on um, whatever system you want to do. Um, coin pools and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I was all thinking these, about All these the different things, but the actual bit of federating it, handling redundancy, handling failure, all that sort of stuff. You just thought, why don't I just make it a module on a Fediment? And then I just have to focus on the business logic and all of the effort from this incredible team to make it federated and redundant and fully recovering, um, you get for free. You said, you said coin pools. I was thinking about coin joins before. Like, if, uh, is there, a, is there a, a, a bridge between the two technologies where you use you do a federated coin join where you trust the other people to not have flagged coins. I mean, any, go into anything, the anything can be anything can be done. So you you could do that, but uh, 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 within a federation, eCash is actually cryptographically indistinguishable one eCash from another. So you uh -huh. already you you sort of get okay. a level of privacy for free anyway. All right. Right. Yeah, I think I think we haven't actually dug into the eCash concept quite as as much in in this conversation. That that is kind of the the killer feature. And originally, the 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 other that was, the that other was yeah the the original idea was eCash, and it is uh, a, a incredibly important and killer feature. But there are but what we realize more and more is that there are multiple killer features, and it's um, it's important to understand that you get best-in-class eCash because it's federated so you remove the single point of trust so that's that's incredible and that was that was the thing that was new but um you also get um a very simple to set up multi-sig um system you also get redundant lightning as well so you can the, the benefit of having that is that you can have multiple people providing you um lightning provision for example as opposed to one lsp but you don't need to lock up different Bitcoin with each one. So that means it's costless for me to have free um, lightning connections going out from my um, federation, uh, which is available for everybody in that um, community, as opposed to one. So let's say one, one of your LSPs works 99 times out of 100, one of you, payments wise. Well, if you have one, that means one in, if you have one, that means one in a hundred of your transactions fails. If you have three, it's one in a hundred times by one in a hundred times by one in a hundred. That's like, so you're now talking about one in a million, oh. one in a million, I think will, <laughs> will, will, will fail. Yeah. Uh, because because you have redundancy. Also zeros. the, the cost of using um, Bitcoin and lightning network, like channel rebalancing now is shared across instead of one person it's shared across um you know a community or a family of 10 20 or a company of a hard 50 to 100 or a community of 10,000 and so on making it much more affordable for some of the people who need it the most you know um so it so it actually um has multiple benefits if you federate 
um, Bitcoin usage if you federate Lightning usage and share that. So, um, and then the general concept that is built on or the idea of federations and making them really easy, more and more. And you'll so once you start hearing it, you'll realize that all lots of things that are, are being looked at in the space, they will talk about to make them more redundant, to make them easier, we yeah. just have a federation. But it's like, well, okay, we should build our own database. It's like, well, do you want to do that? Or do you just want to use, we focus on making federations really, really easy and powerful and also giving you the primitives that you're all going to want. You're all going to want Bitcoin. You're all going to want Lightning. You're all likely going to want eCash because the more you use it, you realize it's a really, really powerful tool. And then you'll add your own business logic for the specific thing that you want to do. So. Uh, so I just want to make sure people understand the bigger picture. This is like, this is a really powerful. Ecash is incredibly powerful, but but the whole thing together, uh, the 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 combination of them leads to something even more powerful. The show is also sponsored by Orange Pill App, the Bitcoin only social network where you can stack friends who stack sats. You can connect with your favorite Bitcoiners on the app, make local connections, and even connect with Bitcoiners around the world. You can see what's going on in your area and organize and attend local events. I've been to multiple events organized on Orange Pill App, and they brought Bitcoiners together from all over. And now, with group chat, it's easier than ever to stay in touch with all your Bitcoin friends. The best part is, you know it's high signal. There's no spam on Orange Pill App because everyone pays to be there. So download Orange Pill App on Apple or Android and start building your local network of Bitcoiners. Next up, the Bitcoin way. Their mission is to onboard, educate, and remove barriers to taking self-custody of your Bitcoin. They cover everything from cold wallets to nodes, no KYC Bitcoin purchases, inheritance planning, payments, and more. Whether you're new to Bitcoin or you're an experienced Bitcoiner looking to expand your freedom footprint, or you know someone who this sounds perfect for, the Bitcoin Way has something for you. They have a skilled team, well-versed in the Bitcoin space, and their goal is to make all the complexities of Bitcoin as straightforward as possible for everyone. And the best part is you can get started with a free 30-minute call with their team. Go to thebitcoinway.com slash contact for more info. Our newest sponsor is Geyser. They are the portal to the creator economy on Bitcoin. On Geyser, creators can monetize their work through their communities in a social and engaging way, and supporters can send sats to their paper projects. Geyser has also recently integrated with Zaps and Podcasting 2.0, so every Zap sent to a Geyser address shows up on the Geyser page. We have a Geyser fund ourselves. It's the best way to support our show directly with Bitcoin. So whether you're a creator or a supporter, check out Geyser at geyser.fund today. So would you call Fediment a layer three technology or a layer zero technology? Um, I, I used to say different things, but um, I don't think now a layer, I, I think, what would you call it? database what would you call a load balancer or a web server yeah yeah it's good it's, question. it's 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 a tool which um they all like it's almost like jerry Maguire. they complete each other yeah, yeah. You, know? <laughs> you want you want lightning it's it's, it's a complementary tool so um they all solve different problems um well the first of all the base layer is bitcoin Bitcoin. Well, I'd say yeah, Bitcoin yeah. is layer one, but the people in Bitcoin are layer zero. Yeah. Because then without them, there's Bitcoin, no layer if that, one. If, if uh, we go yeah. with that terminology, Bitcoin is the people are layer zero. Um, that's the human community layer. Yeah. Um, the uh, Bitcoin is layer one. Um, Lightning, you might say, is layer two. Yeah. Then I'll say federations are things that can complement 
all of those. It, it's almost like, I, I would say it's like the shield. It's like the armament for all of it. So that it's, it allows, it, it takes the layer zero who, which are individual people right now, it allows them to organize us as in, in communities, which they naturally do. And, yeah. and, and allows them to do that more efficiently. It takes layer one of Bitcoin and makes it easy to do that in a federated manner. And it takes layer two of lightning. And again, it makes it easy to do that in a shared manner as well. So it's, it's, it augments each one of those layers. So it's layers 0 0.1, 1.1 and 2.1 all at the same time. <laughs> Uh, it's, I would say it's a multiplier versus an addi ad addition. So okay. it takes, so it's like Tony Stark is great. The I Iron Man suit it augments him, but the Iron Man suit, except for if you take the, ignore the later uh, movies where the, the it was self-running and so on, yeah, yeah, ignore yeah. all that. But the, the general idea is that, um, or you can think um, Captain America and his shield. You know, Captain America is very powerful by himself. But the shield augments him, multiplies what he can do. And, and that's what I would say a fairly minute is it allows you to, to do what you currently do, but in a way where it's federated, well, well, you have redundancy. Wait a minute. It's like, uh, I see Captain America will be Bitcoin and Iron Man would be the lightning network. And of course, Fetty is the Avengers. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I'm, I'm into my comic books as well. Like, I'm not sure you're just trying to get the Avengers into the conversation because the analogy doesn't, <laughs> I'm not sure the analogy right. fits there, but uh, well, maybe smash. I'm the Hulk. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Iron Man and the Hulk and, and <laughs> Captain America are all layer zero. They're all people. Yeah. And, um, and, um, Craig Wright and, is Dr. Doom, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to go right on. But, and they all individually can use, I would say, actually, um, if you're really going to take this example, um, we're, we're going to torture this analogy, but the individual, like the shields and the, you know, the gamma rays and the, and the Iron Man suit are actually probably closer to the idea of a really good, um, individual wallet because they're designed. So for example, I, I don't want to name one because I'll be not naming others, but there are lots of really good wallets out there that can take what you do and and give you superpowers um bitcoin wallets and lightning wallets but then um to your analogy the avengers sometimes um people want to get together and work together as a group and coordinate together as a group and that allows them to be even stronger so um and that's what um Feli Mint allows you to do it takes your individuals and you can it allows you to coordinate and work as a group uh, uh now no, oh. a better example would be mighty morphing power rangers all right there you go oh or because how they no, form I so think they, I individually they're great and they can but then when they combine together to make one of these sort of mega yeah, yeah. type things that's that's that a fed, a fed minute allows you to do that there you yeah go. so so feddy is really nick fury the guy with the eye patch oh feddy or put, fed, oh no Mint, like, okay. uh, who puts the team together or maybe you're nick fury like uh, you're know, the uh, guy who puts the team together i don't well, if i grew a beard then and, yeah, and, yeah. and i and he poked out one of my eyes <laughs> maybe hey you um, could just use a patch without i mean poking well, i do your... like his color sense of clothing because i always just wear black and nick fury is i've pretty much only seen him wearing black so so all right. we have that in common, and plus the great <laughs> hairstyle as well. But um, well, you curse less than Samuel L. Jackson uh, <laughs> on on interview. Yes, yeah, no, no. And generally, I do. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah. 
Which is interesting because that brings you on, because you mentioned something, uh, the separation between Feddy um, and Feddy Mint. So Feddy Mint, yeah. we've been talking about this whole thing is the protocol. And Feddy is a company that was set up to um, a increase adoption of a Feddy Mint originally, but our, our objectives and ambitions expanded. And our focus is on driving adoption of Bitcoin, of Lightning, of Feddy Mint, and all freedom technologies like that. Mm -hmm. um, to um, communities around the world. So we're focused on taking this really this community focused approach of growth and really, really driving hard on that. And, and so obviously Bitcoin's part of that, Lightning's part of that, but, and clearly we think Fediment is part of that as well. But there, there will be other technologies out there as well. When we see them, we're looking at Nostra, we're looking at lots of different things. We think that they can support. And what we do is two things, there's two half, the human and the tech. So the tech, you understand, we, we create, we work with these technologies and we analyze them and work with them. And then we, we build a software, we call it, the software is also called Feddy, um, which is like a super app for communities, um, which takes this all together, provides you this really simple experience where you can manage all this stuff in one place. Um, so it's your, your conversations and chats, your money and data, all available for one app. So it's like a, like a super app. Um, and behind the scenes, it's using all of this technology, lightning, Bitcoin, um, um, fairly mint, potentially things like Nostra and so on. And it's just seamless. So that's one, but the other side, the human side is really important. Um, in fact, over time, the majority of team will be focused on this, which is effectively finding uh, and locating and then hiring people on the ground around the world in parts of the world where they need Bitcoin, Lightning and other freedom technologies the most. And then providing almost like, um, if you know, Apple stores and you have the Genius Bar, mm -hmm. it's, but it's like a decentralized Genius Bar to go with the app. So that from the app, and then also there'll be remote service as well, but it's on the ground and remote combined together so that if you have an issue or if you have a question, um, you I mean, you want to set this up for your community, we're there to help you set it up. But beyond that, we're there to help you understand and set up Bitcoin, Lightning, but it's all available starting from the app all the way through to someone on the ground if needed. And then any questions you may have, whether it be all the questions that you think that someone when they're starting um, has, we're there to answer it, but in your language, understanding your local context, um, potentially meeting you in person, that's and that's a really really powerful yeah. thing and and that's going to not just drive it because our system is effectively this window onto the to the freedom technology ecosystem it it our the federation itself takes something else and federates it makes it more redundant and so on but it isn't the thing itself we aren't bitcoin we aren't lightning we aren't nosto or whatever it may be so by rolling one of these out into a community alongside this sort of human support network. We actually call it the FedEye order, actually, or the Feddy order. Um, and they're called Feddy Knights, as you can imagine. Um, but um, um, by having this, we effectively locate, educate, um, inculcate effectively people on all these freedom technologies. And if there are aligned services, a lot of time people will say, I've got Bitcoin, I've received it. Now what I do with it, well, you can buy stuff. Maybe you can buy it with BitRefill from within the app, click, you're off to BitRefill, but it's seamlessly integrated so that when you click and buy, 
the experience is very, very simple. Or it might be you need to, you can use bolts or you want to donate to charity, Giza or whatever. So we, every rollout of a fediment is actually this education around all these other things where people don't even, they're using them, but they're not, but we are effectively the outsource business development arm for all the rest of the Bitcoin ecosystem as well. So, so what countries, um, what are you working on? Uh, well, our, we're, we're a global first business. So all our employees are all over the world in every, we have people in every continent already. Um, but, um, um, we go where, um, initially we're focused on a few markets and going really, really deep to that are some of the most complex markets. We want to start with the most complex markets because one, there's less people operating there. There's lots of people in less complex markets. Um, and two, what we're finding is we have to sort of every day we have it handed to ourselves in our, and we have to, all of our, our understandings of how to build an app are sort of challenged and we have to go back to the drawing board, re-architect so many different things, which is amazing because that means you're building something where you, you're, that people really, really need and because of the feedback they're getting and you're getting this uncommon knowledge, you know, of what you thought was required and what's actually required are very, very different things. So the end app is going to look and be different from everything else you've seen because it's starting from this human-centered approach design. It's like we started off with something, this is what we thought, give it to users in, and then in terms of locations, we have a few locations in Africa, a few locations in Latin America. We're starting to look for locations in, so there will be locations in, 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 all over the world, but, but we started these because these are some of the most complex markets. Um, and, um, we've run these trials and then this torrent of feedback came back and this didn't work, this didn't work, this didn't work, this didn't work, but there's something there, but you need to re-architect or rethink so many different yes. things. So we went back, re-architected and now, okay, it works a lot better and there's still something there and we're getting more excited about this, but you still need to do this, these changes. And so um, we're in that iteration point. We, there's, I know there's a little excitement, but we really want to build something that is starting from a point of listening to people who need it really, really badly, whether they realize it or not, and, and say, well, what do we need to do to make it work in your context? So we now, we're now, I would say, we're about 70% away through that process to the point where we can have a version that we could say, okay, this is a, an MVP for solving. There was an MVP that we showed to people that we can use, but now this is the MVP that's been human-centered. It's been re-architected for, for actual use on the ground in very, very tough environments. And the idea is if it works in those environments, then it works everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you start it, so that's, that's why it will, it will, it will just be way easier and better in, in the easy environments. But so it's, so it's always good to sort of try to work on the hardest first. And so that's what we're doing. All right. Uh, no, I'm, I'm only going to jump in here because, because we've, I'm conscious of the time we've already kind of overshot our, our target a little bit here. So I don't want to keep you too I much have one longer. more question. And that's what yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> I've monopolized the conversation this time from our side. So, so back to Knut. <laughs> Do, what was the name of the MMO that you mentioned at the beginning of the in interview that you were working on? Oh, <laughs> oh, a long, long time ago. There were, there were two. So, um, just out of university, I worked for News International, 
um, actually, I started while I was in university and uh, they owned, News International is this huge company that owns The Times, The Sun, uh, lots of different things. And, uh, um, and they had a internet service provider. This is very early days, this was in the 90s, um, called um, Delphi Internet. And they were competing with AOL and CompuServe and so on and so forth. Way back if you, you remember these names. Um, and I was in customer service, and then I noticed that they had a programming language in the customer service system, um, and it would normally take you know 30 minutes to deal with one customer because of all the manual screens you had to go through. I automated that, so the target was to be able to do 10 customers a day, and all of a sudden I was doing 20 customers coming in late, playing basketball, and I was beating all the targets. And they asked me why, and I explained they'd automated the system. If you give me a team, and the team was from my university, um, we could automate it further. And within a month, basically, we only had to work an hour a day to do all of our targets. So they got some new um, students in to do that. And they go, well, what do you want to do instead? Because, well, this is internet thing that's starting to become very popular. <laughs> Can we, um, and you're in news, let's be, let's become digital journalists. We, we didn't call them bloggers then. Or so, uh, it was just digital was before the name of bloggers. So we started doing that, but I wasn't really interested in digital journalism. I was still interested in code. And... I was interested in games like SimCity at the time, mm -hmm. which is a single player game. And I yeah. thought, wouldn't it be great if I could play against other people like real time? And I, um, and also like SimCity, but a little bit more interesting. So you couldn't just build houses and so on, but you could also like firebomb other people's houses or produce, do smear campaigns in them in the yeah, local yeah. press and stuff like that. And so we made this sort of like dark version of SimCity, uh, which was multiplayer. And we called it Netropolis. Netropolis. Uh, and uh, and um, built the first version. And, and I was like, literally, I, I built the, um, myself. Um, another member from my university, I built the, the backend sort of uh, logic, the, the server for it. And he built the front-end interface. And, um, and it was launched on our site. Um, not much marketing, but it built a sort of like a cult following. At one point, it had... And I still, people are playing it today, I think. I don't know. I, unfortunately, I was like early 20s and I was not commercially um, focused. I don't have any rights to the game, but it had over a million users and people were playing it for the last 20 years. Um, after that, so that was the MO. Later on uh, in my career, I, I worked um, as CTO for various sort of multinational companies, um, um, online auctions, one of the eventually sold for two billion to naspers um was competing with uh, with ebay and so on at the time um and then i went on to work for a company that made a um a character called they were called weemies like these little characters on M microsoft avatar things prior to nfts but basically they're like the similar sort of idea and um um but without a token obviously this is this was like 15 years ago um no, no, not 20 years, no, 17, 18 years ago, maybe. But um, these um, characters, um, they had originally been popular on Facebook and Microsoft, and they had, we had about three, three or four million Weemies. But then we decided, well, let's make a home for the Weemies. So we built this massive multiplayer virtual world called WeWorld. And, um, and, and then you needed this sort of, and it was competing, it was aimed at sort of, Teenagers, mainly female audience, uh, mainly American, 
So if you're an American teenager around that time, you would, you would know it, or a young teenager. The comp competition with people like Habbo Hotel, Club Penguin was for a bit younger than us. Second Life was for a lot older, 18 plus, and we were sort of in this sort of teenage middle point. And yeah, we grew from these 3 million, we were bootstrapping these 3 million sort of individual users. They now had a place to go and they could travel around and there were rooms and you could create your own um, room and decorate it. And we did partnerships with special branded stuff with Nike and, and then Justin Bieber when he was early on his career, could, you could have a Justin Bieber sort of wee me in your room to say that you're, you're your boyfriend was Justin Bieber, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and it grew. We, we ended up with about 30 million, early 30 million active users. Oh, so that was a lot. That was a, so yeah, first phase for me was, was AI. I was studying in university. Um, and I, I was really a big fan for neural networks, but I didn't progress with that because I just thought the, the processing power requirements were just way above what was needed at that time. So you can only do very simple things. Now we've got to a point where we've reached this inflection point where processing power is powerful enough. The actual code is not really that much different from 20 years ago. It's the processing power is caught up and all of a sudden it, you have this emergent behavior. Then the next phase was dot-com and they worked for various dot-com startups and auctions and online travel and so on. That all, you know, had teams of hundreds of people working for me across, across the world. Then, then it was back to um, massively multiplayer online games with games up to 30 million users. And then I became my own boss and I had first company, um, which was sold. And uh, it's an interesting connection to superheroes in that one, but I won't bore you. <laughs> That's another story. And the second company. And the second company was, uh, um, I tried to get into physical hardware. Big mistake because it's like, you know, money, many trips to Shenzhen in China and realizing that just stick to my, my game, which is like software. And then the third one was a Bitcoin exchange. And that's where I learned, you know, eight years, um, 2013 to 2021, learned a ton, made a lot of connections, tried to stick to the, as much as possible to the right path. And that all fed together to to help me with, with Fedi, the, the knowledge from all of those different backgrounds have just come together in one place. And I, and I really feel grateful that all of that knowledge I can now apply to something which is helping communities around the world, um, to, to be, to be connected with freedom technologies so we can basically level up humanity. Excellent. Obi, good luck with everything. And thanks so much for coming on to the Good to see you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Again. We did it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thanks a lot, Obi. Yeah. Have a good one, mate. Yes. Likewise. It's like, it's like, it's like the army, it's like the army, like, what is it? Like, the predator, the predator. It's like, we can do it. I mean, our muscles are exactly like, the guys from predator. It's like the same size. Give or take a few millimeters. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a soft stop. We're done now. Have you seen this one? White man, black man, Batman. Thank <laughs> you.